0: So that journey, what changed for me was that idea of, you know, I don't want to live this way for the rest of my life. And if we're talking about living a life expectancy of 80 years old, I only have 40 years to go, just 40. I can continue to wake up in the morning and not feeling motivated or, or just feeling sorry for myself for all the actions that I didn't take, or I can start doing something. What can I do to change that? What can I do to get myself going? So,
1: welcome to the And the Net Appeared podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea Benzel, intuitive mentor for thought leaders, coaches, and content creators. In this podcast, you'll hear from badass humans who have taken big leaps of faith and the net appeared. Enjoy. Uh, I'm here with Michelle Quay. She is a professional speaker, confidence and leadership coach, and also the author of the book, Perfectly Normal, an immigrant story of making it in America. Michelle, thank you so much for being here with me and being on the podcast. Thank you so much for
0: having me. I'm so excited.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm really excited for our conversation. And I just love being in your presence and how bright your energy is. I know you've had such an incredible story as you've written about in your book, but I'm really excited to get into it and to share your story here on the podcast with everyone listening.
0: Thank you. Yeah, I, I always describe my journey as, you know what, it's not something that... I think I should be bragging about, but for whatever reason, every time I share it, people have this tremendous amount of inspiration and motivation. So maybe I did something right.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I find often when we just do the things that are true to our souls, we're doing something right. It's usually pretty inspirational to the people that maybe need that reminder to own that for themselves. I think a lot
0: of us, you know, especially me, when I'm in showing up every day, there's. I know I'm motivated. I know I have ambitions. I have goals, but there's those moments where, um, you know, I started to doubt myself. Kind of, I'm, I'm questioning. There's a lot of question mark in my. If there, we can imagine, there's a thinking cloud in our head. There's a lot of question mark that I carry in my head throughout the day, whether or not I have what it takes to do what I need to do. And I think most of us, a lot of us will take things, we take things for granted, thinking that you know I'm gonna wake up tomorrow and I'm still going to um, show up the world, being us, being energetic and speak what's on our mind. But yet there's some point in our life, we realize that everything that we have is so precious and we can lose it any single moment.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's how kind of how God and brought me onto my own journey is by starting to recognize that I can't take things for granted. I have to live in the present moment, or this moment will lose.
2: Mm-hmm. And we never know how many more moments we have. That's such a powerful perspective but I think sometimes we don't want to think about or we feel like we can hear something like that. Like tomorrow's never promised. We don't know how much longer we have. That may feel a bit morbid or like we don't want to go there or it's like, yeah, yeah, I know that on some level, but what does it really mean? But when you actually tap into that, like I have this moment right here and it is such a gift and why not? live it doing what feels like the most aligned thing the most aligned action or comment you can make to someone or it can be anything it can be anything that just in any given moment you have that alignment you have something that feels like how do i want to live this moment what impact do i want to have right now what what do i want to do with this life really
0: i think we all have those ideas, you know, that pop into our head, this very single second as you're speaking, you know, there are ideas where, oh, I'm thinking about what can I do to maybe be better in my speaking skills? What can I do to be better? And there's that idea that keeps showing up in our life. And and there's a difference between whether or not you're owning them, owning your idea based on that inspiration, or you're just letting your idea sit there and then thinking, well, you know, I got other priority on my hand right now, let me just go to that first, and then we'll come back and visit it. Um, so my whole journey began with me taking things for granted. I I was 11 years old, when um, my car accident happened. Um, so I was just a very typical, ordinary kid, 11-year-old, going around, going to school. Um, and where I live, I, I was born in Taiwan. Where I live, we have these um, open field where you can run around as a kid and those joyful moments as a kid, you see your friends, you're playing, you're hanging out together every single day. But that particular day, I remember waking up and, and it, wasn't, it wasn't any different, like, nothing really special. I didn't know that there's going to be a big event ahead of me. Um, I wake up going to school and little did I know that, you know, that was the last day I had to put on my shoes going to school for a very long period of time. I had a car accident when I was 11 and that caused me uh, basically drop out from um, elementary school. So I never got to finish my elementary school. Uh, My dad had to work the magic um, to actually get me the elementary uh, diploma so that I can go on to junior high school. And I, I remember after the accident, I couldn't really understand or comprehend what was changed. I still I was still a little kid. And for me, it was Oh great! I don't have to go to school anymore. How fantastic life would be! As I progress, as I went into uh, living with the inability to walk for a long period of time, I slowly lose all the friends that, all the connection that I was able to make. All my friend move on. Um, all the teachers no longer there, and. Slowly, I realized that I was losing something. I didn't know what it was. I couldn't name it, but I know I was losing them. And every time I wake up in the morning after the high accident, I have to deal with pain. I had to deal with the fact that I can't go anywhere. I'm trapped in a bedroom, no place to be, no classmate to play with. Um, I was basically alone by myself. And that feeling of being alone, it, it was emotionally difficult to deal with. And it carried on all my entire life um, for a good 30 years after that, mm-hmm. up until I was 40, when I had the transformational journey, which we'll talk about in a minute. But going, remembering going back through that journey, I was lost. I was in pain all the time. Um, physical therapy was not something that I looked forward to um, because there, once you they take off the the cast on your leg, you kind of have to move around. You have to learn how to walk, and then sometimes it's a lot of pain, and sometimes it's just your muscle is just so tight you have to really stretch it in order to become flexible again. So there's a lot of painful moment where I just don't want to get up anymore. And and I was hoping that I wouldn't have to get up at some point because it was just too too much to, to bear. And and that kind of went into my uh adulthood, uh my early womanhood. I, I remember having my period during the during my um my hospital stay. And I was panicking, my parents was my mom wasn't around. So I had to call them at home. And I said, Mom, you know, I'm having my period, what do I do? I don't have anything here. Um, you need to come and help me. And I saw so I was panicking, um, even though she gave me a lot of uh, information already. But you know, just the fact that you are out there being alone, mm-hmm. and you don't feel that the world understands you, you don't feel that the people would they don't get you. I, that, that's what I believe in. Um, so going into adulthood, and then it went to, um, I, I started to wanted to date. I started looking for date and looking for relationship. Um, I think one of my biggest challenge and struggle, um, probably the silver lining also, is through the interaction with others. Whether it's dating, whether it's interacting with others, um, the silver lining behind it is that I learned so much about myself rather than the other person or how to deal with someone else. Everything that I have learned and interact, it was all about what information can I receive about myself learning who I am. And that learning about who I am brought out the authenticity within me How true can I be with myself? Can I be vulnerable in sharing all this with the world? Can I be vulnerable in sharing that, you know, I suck at relationship?
2: You say that like it's such an absolute. Did you just say I suck at relationship?
0: I suck at relationship.
2: (laughs) I feel like that's something so many of us can say it so many times. But yeah,
0: um, I'm a big introvert and, and I think you know a lot of introverts can share this because we truly enjoy our alone time. Yeah. So I would much rather spend time with myself than spending time you know accommodating another person. And and this is where I was struggling. I, I don't like to accommodate people. I feel you know it shouldn't be a compromise, it should be us working together. Um so, so I, I totally suck that uh, <laughs> relationship.
2: I do hear you as a fellow introvert. I love my alone time. I do see the value in working through our struggles with relationships in terms of them being such a mirror. It's like that information we receive back about ourselves. And the insight that we receive, even if it's at something like, I'm really annoyed that I've got a compromise for you right now. Hmm, What is this showing me about me? You know, how can I navigate this in a different way, in a way that feels better than maybe my reactive patterns that I know I can fall into? Um, (laughs) Oh, relationships can teach us so much.
0: And, and we're laughing. I'm laughing about it right now. But, you know, going through those um, relationship or the lack of relationship, it was not something that's pleasant, something that's emotionally um, healthy to go through. I, I remember I had those moments where I wake up in the in the middle of the night and thinking, what is wrong with me? I look around and I remember one of the one of the very memorable um piece that i had in regard to relationship was i remember i was looking out, i was at a i think it was a concert or something i remember sitting next to a couple and they they went out they stepped out to get a drink and there there was a man's jacket that was just hanging on the on the back of a chair and i was looking at that jacket and i broke down in tears and what was going through my mind was what is wrong with me like why can I be in a relationship? Well, what is it about me that people don't like and that they don't want to be with me? So the relationship really pushed me into a lot of self-discovery. What do I need to understand about myself? What how, What are my strengths? What am I good at? I don't have the body. I look, so... Um, Right now, I'm sitting down. But if I were to stand up, you probably can tell the difference. You know, if I were to stand up, I'm the same height as I'm sitting, mm-hmm. um, and that that is not normal to to me. You know, that I had that perception of. In order to be normal, you have to look in certain height. You have to look physically look carry certain characteristics in order to be considered normal. When I look into the mirror. I don't see my normal body. I see someone whose who's leg is misshaped, it's, it's disfigured. I see someone who's really short. I see someone who is just different. And that different is not a good difference. Um, I didn't believe that there's that, that word extraordinary that I can apply to myself. Um, I didn't believe it at all. Um, I was shaming. Myself for being who I am or the way I am physically, I open up the magazine, every page I see, no one look like this. So where do I fit in and, and being the introvert, of course, that pushed me way to the dark to the dark side, this is the, the Star Wars of going to the dark side, and I was in the dark side for a very long period of time. Mm-hmm.
2: So, what was that journey like for you? It sounds like you say that past tense, like things have shifted for you.
0: Oh, for sure. <laughs> I would be I wouldn't be laughing if it hasn't <laughs> been the past. And and I was uh, telling someone else, you know, I was talking about my book, and and I said, you know, my book is really a big long letter of completion. I completed my past life, and here I am, um, I'm living a different life. And this life, I'm in a happy place. Um, I know what I want, and I'm not afraid to get it. I'm going to step up to my game, and I'm not afraid to get it. And so that journey involved um, me doing something very, very brave, very courageous. So, So that journey, what changed for me was that idea of, you know, I don't want to live this way for the rest of my life. And if we're talking about living a life expectancy of 80 years old, I only have 40 years to go, just 40. I can continue to wake up in the morning and not feeling motivated or or just feeling sorry for myself for all the actions I didn't take. Or I can start doing something. What can I do to change that? What can I do to get myself going? So I woke up one day and I said, all right, so if, you know, I'm physically disabled, I wonder if there's any gym that would take people with disability. I wonder if there's any uh, uh, personal trainer who's willing or who can work with someone who has disability. And I saw disability as a disability. It was something that, you know, that stop you from doing what you need to do. It's a disability, disabled. And I use that word Um, strongly to myself because I didn't believe that, you know, when you trust, when you believe in yourself, you become invisible. I didn't believe that in the past. So I decided that day I'm going to wake up and I'm going to go to a personal trainer. I'm going to ask him to see if he can work with me and get me back into shape. And I was thinking about shape. I, all, all I wanted was because of, I, I gained probably 10, 15 pounds um, over the span of 10 years. Yeah. And I noticed one day I was driving my car and my, my steering wheel was bumping to my, to my stomach. And I left these marks uh, when it rubbed against my belt. And I, for a long time, I couldn't figure out where that mark came from. And then finally, one day I looked down, I said, holy shit, I gained so much that my stomach is bumping against the steering wheel. And again, that shame start to kicking in. I'm like, okay, I got to change. I got to do something about it. So when I signed up to the gym, I was thinking about losing weight. I also saw these pictures of... Um, Instagram accounts, you know, people I follow, and they have these amazing body, all the women I was following, they have six packs. I said to myself, you know what, I think if I set my mind to it, I can probably get the six packs, you know, all I have to do is just do some exercise and following the diet, I got six packs, I can, I can work on that. So that was my goal. I wanted to get six packs. So I signed up to the gym, I went into the gym, every single day, I would show up, Every single week, I would work with my personal trainer and he will he would show me like strategies and, and moves to, to get me moving. So one day, um, I overheard a conversation that my friend was having and they go, you know, I just came back from Machu Picchu. I just came back from Peru. It's an amazing country. I loved it. Very spiritual, very eye opening. You know, it was an amazing hike. And I was sitting there. I was thinking, you know, I wish I can participate in that conversation. Well, that thinking that I can participate in the conversation led to me booking a ticket to actually go to Machu Picchu. <laughs> Uh, thinking, thinking, just thinking alone is not good enough for me. I gotta do something with that thinking. Yeah. So I came, I came back to my personal trainer. I said, Hey, listen, do we need to, we've got some work to do. And he goes, "Uh, what do you want? What do you want? You know, what, what would you like to achieve? And I said, you know, I, I would love to hike. He goes, great hiking I like hiking hiking is good for you hiking is healthy for you where would you like to hike like the little mountain over here I mm. said well I was thinking that maybe you can help me because I wanted to hike to Machu Picchu so he looked he looked at me and he goes where you want to <laughs> go I said Machu Picchu he said uh, You know, it's uh, people just don't go to Machu Picchu, right? I said, yeah, but you're gonna help me, right? (laughs) So I was really excited. I wanted to do that trip, and and I was ready for it. So we end up working for a good six months, almost a year, yeah, almost a year. Um, In 2016, I booked that ticket, brought my two crutches. I still walk with two crutches if I have to walk long, long distance. I brought my two crutches, have a little luggage. Um, I flew over to um, Peru by myself and I hiked through the Inca trail of the 26 miles altogether. And that four days, I remember um, the four day trip, I've learned so much on that trip. Number one is that you don't need to speak the language. Uh, all you have to do is just look pretty, smile, and there's going to be people coming around and and help you. Uh, when we can be vulnerable, when we're authentic, when we're genuine, you show up, and people will be helping you. People will say, "Yeah, you know, that's okay." And and we use gestures to 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 communicate with each other, so you don't need to speak the language, which I I spoke no Spanish at all. And then the second thing that I've learned on that trip is that you know, I don't need to have a bucket list of things to do. I don't know about you, but as an introvert, I love making lists. I'm a list person. (laughs) I like to check off things, you know, check off all the boxes. So I have a list of to do all the time. So I learned that you don't need to have a bucket list of things to do because instead you're going to be given a bucket to do your business. So mm-hmm. there's no there's no place to do your business anymore. And you really have to rough it out. And you realize that how, how much you have taken things for granted in your life. Just the fact that we have a restroom to go to. Mm-hmm. Just the fact that we can take shower. There's water. You turn on the faucet and there's hot running water. All these little things that we take for granted in our life, suddenly you have to figure it out in the in the nature. Mm -hmm. And that was the second thing I learned. The third thing I've learned is about the connection. I realized that by knocking down my wall, the wall that I had created in my life to, to protect myself from being vulnerable, from being seen, from being heard, once I knock that down, I'm able to make better connection with people. Mm-hmm. I'm able to speak what's on my mind and reciprocate what is being received. And, and these are so, – so connection is one of my biggest value in life. And, and I keep sharing with people that there, there are basically three principles, three values in our life that are so important. No matter what you do, who you are, where you go – these are the three fundamental principles. And I, I always tell people to go back to your basic ABC. So what is A? A is authenticity. Are you being true to yourself? Are you being true to your, 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 the people around you, your business, your work? Are you being true to others? And bravery, are you able to step out of your comfort zone and really think about? taking a leap or making that decision and, and just taking it to the next level. And then the C would be the connection. Um, as an entrepreneur, as someone who owns a business, I want to be able to make that genuine connection with others. I want people to see me and know me and trust me so that they feel comfortable to work with me. And I want to be there so that I can help them. I can support them. I want to show up for them. So I think the world would be a, so much a better place if we can all connect with each other, be authentic, speak what's on our mind without holding judgment, without holding that fear of being looked at or being laughed at or being, you know, whatever that mm. you need to create that bonding, create that Connection with another human being, and just see that person as who it who he is, and taking everything as is. So those are the things that I've learned from my um, my, my Machu Picchu trip in two thousand sixteen.
2: Wow, yeah, very profound life lessons that I think we can all carry into how we operate in our everyday. Um, I think so much of that too comes back to self love. It I spoke about this on a, a live that I did the other day on Facebook live video about how when we look for or when we think we're going to be met with um judgment or disrespect or whatever kind of negative response that in our mind we think we're going to get it's often the thing that we are we have inside of ourselves and we're projecting out onto other people. So it's about that you know Loving and accepting ourselves first, so that we can show up, so we can be authentic and brave, and and share what is real for us, and and then we know that because it's coming from a place of self love, we can receive love on the other end in return.
0: Mm-hmm. I think a lot of those uh, feeling about fear to be judged, it, it came from our experiences of of those who have hurt us, and those hurt. That came, we haven't really quite healed from it yet. And, and this is where I, I I believe it's where the self-compassion is being blocked because we haven't been able to accept and, and say, you know, I give that permission to, I give whatever happened in my past the permission to pass. I give my permission, full permission to allow what had happened, whether it's good, whether it's bad, to be the way it is without judging it. Mm -hmm. And I'm told that we can, we can fully heal from our past experience. We're always going to put up that wall. And each time we fear something, it's like laying down another brick to create that wall to build that wall so that we feel protected from all those harm that can come into our way. But so, so that's one way of looking at, you know, what is what can potentially hurt you, what can potentially uh cause cause you to um stumble and fall. But the other way to look at it is, you know, it's your way of protecting yourself, which is great, which is fine. But do you you're you're grown up now. Like I a lot of time I speak this to myself, you're adult now. You don't need your protection. You are capable of protecting yourself. You don't need all those fears. You don't need to create all these walls in order to feel protected. You are capable of protecting yourself by making the, the conscious choice, by making the, the, the um, best decision with the information that you have in front of you. Mm-hmm. So it was a complete different mindset and different perspective in in looking at the same situation and looking at the same circumstances that's in front of us.
2: Yeah, and finding that forgiveness to just like, okay, well, that's what, when we look back at the things and letting them pass, that's what really resonated with me about just letting it be and just being in this present moment. It comes back to what you said earlier about, you know, being present, being here now. I love what you just said, too, about we don't need those fears. I think early on in my business, early on just in showing up online, little things would really throw my off throw me off my game if I showed up as anything remotely human and imperfect. It was like, nope, you have to be this, this, and that. You only show your perfect side and let no one see anything that's actually real. Like, the sun shining in the window and in my eyes on video yeah I'm gonna go fix that I'm not gonna try and pretend like I don't know I'm above that or that we have these fears that if I show these parts myself like back to the relationships example mm-hmm. if I show these parts of myself I'm not safe I'm not, I'm going to be judged or whatever the consequence that our fear mind comes up with. But we don't need those fears. They don't actually help us. They're there, they're normal, they're hardwired into us. And sometimes it's that choice to like recognize, let it be, forgive it if you need and rise up. Choose a different Mm -hmm. thought. Choose to let the fears go.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I totally agree. And I think fear is really... A lot of time I, I tell people, you know, fear is just like happiness. You have a word to describe a feeling that makes you smile, that makes you feeling lighthearted, that kept your warm your heart warm. You also need a word to describe the opposite. And it just so happened that we have a word, it's called fear. And and when we s- Think or hear fear, we all understand it that our body is behaving a certain way. Our response, our thinking, our emotion, our thoughts are behaving or thinking the certain ways. That's how we associate with fear. But what if fear and happiness is just on the same balance and you get to choose which one weighs a little more? Or they just weigh nothing and you're not judging it. You're just allowing fear and happiness on the same scale, not one is better than the other, not one is heavier than the other. They're just equally there. Mm-hmm. And and what I also love about what you share is the, the word forgiveness. And I think a lot of people, when they first hear forgiveness, they're, they're thinking, oh, I, I can't forgive that person. That person has done me so many wrongs. I can't forgive that person. Forgiveness is actually the gateway. I believe it's a gateway to um, living a life in a higher positivity, higher energy, because forgiveness has everything to do with yourself. What is it about yourself that you cannot forgive? If you keep holding on to that idea of I cannot forgive that person, you're not allowing yourself to be forgiven. And and we as human beings, you know, I carry a lot of resentment. I forgive myself for carrying those resentment because of what I have gone through. It was quite challenging. It was quite difficult. So it makes perfect sense for me to carry those resentment. But now... I no longer need those resentment and I'm willing to let it go. So forgiveness has to do with forgiving ourselves and not not so much about forgiving the other person or anyone else.
1: It is because everything that we
2: feel, all the anger, all the frustration or fill in the blank emotion towards the person or sometimes it's a, a situation or an event that happened that everything that we're feeling and holding on to all that tightness is in ourselves. We don't, you know, we let that go, we forgive and we free up that space in ourselves, that energy that was otherwise trapped in that like really not so great feeling sensation. And we free up that energy and we create space for more of what we actually do want.
0: And you feel more powerful by releasing it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: we, we, were, we were connecting right before getting on live. And, and when, when Chelsea show up, she show up with her full energy, her smile and her positive energy. It's just very, very uplifting for another person. And this is the kind of person I wanted to connect with. This is the kind of person I want to spend more time with. And and I think we're we're all naturally drawn to people who are positive, who are able to, you know, look at the silver lining behind everything and or most
2: of the things, and we're just happy to be with. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. But it is true. It's like when if we're stuck in that pattern of holding on to heavy or like lower vibration emotions, we can't be that positive person that everyone wants to be around. And I'm very passionate about being open to say like, I'm not always, it's not always my natural state. Well, let me rephrase that because I do feel like being high vibe or being uplifted is our natural state. And I think sometimes we like bury ourselves in a lot of other unnecessary stuff, beliefs, fears, anxiety, you know, just the stuff that weighs us down. But It's a choice. It's a choice to step back into that. It's a choice to recognize it, to have the awareness and be like, okay, this fear doesn't need to be here. I don't need this old outdated belief system. What's that weird anxiety I have about that weird, awkward moment I had yesterday? Like, yeah, I don't really need that either. And it's just like starting to peel back the layers to come back into your natural state that we all inherently have, which is high vibe, which is happy up uplifted, but sometimes it is like clearing away all of the crap that's kind of preventing you from stepping into that. Hmm.
0: I think the way that I was trained as a coach is um, through the energy leadership. And and when we talk about the energy, it's not you know that woo woo type of energy. You know, I sit, sit you down and I do some you know rituals, and it's not that type of energy. It's about energy how we show up in the world and how we are able to use our energy to influence each other um, by. Creating that environment that's enjoyable or on the opposite, it's not so, not so enjoyable and you want to shift away. So that's the type of energy that we're talking about. And leadership has everything to do with, you know, how you're showing up yourself, your, yourself being the leader and also how you lead others so that you inspire them to do what you want them to do or to do, take actions in their lives in creating change or making a shift. So that's the energy leadership. And behind the energy leadership, there is so total of seven levels. And this is how we all operate every single day. So the it's categorized. Typically, we talk about positive energy and negative energy. But more specifically, in energy leadership term, they're, they're called catabolic energy and anabolic energy. The catabolic energy is something that's kind of like, imagine yourself as the ATM machine and people keep cashing you, right? At some point, you're going to be so drained you're going to be overwhelmed, and eventually you're going to run out of money. And that's the catabolic energy, how it feels. It's very draining, very negative, um, versus the opposite would be the antibiotic energy, which has to do with the release of our antibiotic hormones in our body that makes us feel happy, our happy hormone, the dopamine. When that's being released, we feel more productive, we feel more creative, we feel more energetic. And When behind those two type of energy, it's further broken down into seven different levels. So the first two levels are the most negative energy, which are the level one is the victim mind, victim thinking, victim mindset. Everything happened to me. It only happened to me. The second type, um, moving on to level two, is more of a conflict energy. It's the feeling of being overwhelmed or angry, anxiety, stress, um, you know, when something happened, who is there to blame? So it's about that blaming energy. And sometimes this blaming energy, can, we can turn it into ourselves. What is it about me that I can blame for? And, and what do I need to accuse myself for doing something wrong? The next level would be the forgiveness or the acceptance level. The, it's the type of energy where we start to taking personal responsibility and that we know we can make a decision in change. And we start to doing things by sharing our personal responsibility. Something didn't do right. Something didn't go right during your project. Well, it's because I didn't put enough time into it. So that's people start thinking about what is it that I can do to make a change or what is it I can do to get by or to cope through. Um, so that's level three energy or the coping energy or the tolerance energy. Moving on to the next level would be the level four energy, which is more compassionate energy. Every one of us will have a lot of that compassion energy, especially if you're uh, coaches or business owner. you're you're you're. Providing service to another person. You have a lot of that loving and compassionate energy. Something that you can contribute to help others in moving. Um, mom is a perfect example of that You know, loving, caring, compassionate energy. Always think about their kids first before they think about themselves. Which uh, the, the disadvantage of having a lot of these level four energy is that if you don't set up a healthy boundary, very quickly you feel overwhelmed, you feel that you're being pulled in all different directions. So you go down to that, you know, the victim mindset or the uh, angry, why is why am I the only one picking up socks in my house? Um, so you quickly go down to that type of energy. The next one would be the level five energy, which is the uh, entrepreneurial energy. This is where we start seeing things as opportunity. How can I create a win-win situation for everybody? How can I support each other to make the best out of our situation? And a lot of... Um, Entrepreneur or business owner, they tap into this level of energy because it's all about creating that win-win for everybody. And what can we do to, um, without looking at the challenge, but looking more to the solution behind a problem? And then the level six would be the uh, co-creation energy. So we're all on the same table. What can we create? So for example, right now, you and I are co-creating this podcast by jumping on this call. So we're actually exercising that level six energy, not just creating a win-win for everybody we're actually co-creating what's what needs to be said what needs to be heard so that people can can learn from this podcast so that's level six co-creation and the highest level of energy is the level seven energy which is the absolute passion and wisdom energy where we start taking things as it is and sometimes i live in la so i i Always imagine that Level 7 energy feels and looks like Dalai Lama sitting in the LA traffic. As a car passing by, we're sitting in a sea of of traffic and cars and you're in a traffic jam. But what would Dalai Lama say? Dalai Lama would be sitting in the car and say, look at how beautiful it is. People are all traveling in the same direction. Oh, we're all stuck here together, but that's perfectly okay. This is so beautiful. So there's that absolute passion towards life seeing life as it is without judgment. And a lot of that level seven energy has to do with that wisdom of not judging and that unconditional loving space. So that's, that's the premise of energy leadership and how I was trained as a coach. And to tie back to what we were saying earlier about you know how we're showing up and the people why people are so attracted to us to our space is because any given moment we all carry all seven levels. So I could show up right now in a combination of level six energy with a little bit of maybe level five energy that's all blending together, seeing the win-win opportunity and co-creating at the same time. So we as human beings, we all have the ability to choose what type of energy or what combination of energy that we want to use to play in the game. And let's face it, you know, life is a game, how you show up, how you play, you have absolutely choice to to do it 100%. So I can wake up in the morning, um, being that today is the day after the uh, Post election, um, that whole drama going on on the news, I can choose and use my level one, which is the victim. Oh my gosh, you know, things are going to go wrong. It's a chaos. Or I can have a little higher energy by sharing the compassion. Right? There's so many people around the world right now who's on that emotional roller coaster, and how can I influence them by being more positive, by sharing things that, that are positive to influence them so that they can, too, can follow my lead to become more positive? So it's all about how we show up um, and being the self-leadership, uh, being the leader to the world so that people can follow and start taking actions.
2: Mm, thank you so much for sharing that with us. That's yeah. so, so insightful. And I love the part about you can be multiple different at different energy points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that. Any
0: given combination. And, and I kind of describe it. A lot of time I describe it to my client as, you know, you've got to imagine yourself going to an elevator. And that elevator door is going to open any minute. And you have seven buttons to choose from. Now, you can choose on the lower level, you know, one or two, and your door open, it's going to lead you to a different, it's going to lead you to one particular outcome, and then what you believe or what you think will attract, right, that law of attraction, which we learn all, all over the place. So that's going to open up and it's going to respond to how you think, how you behave that that's your outcome. Or you can press a higher level, you can choose consciously decide, I'm going to show up with more compassionate energy to the situation, your door open up, it's going to be a complete different outlook. Mm -hmm. And so the idea is that we each one of us have the ability to consciously choose how which level we want to show up and every level have its appropriateness depending on the situation or circumstances that you're in. Maybe, you know, in some um, incidents where having a little of that anger energy or being a little overwhelmed can push us to complete a project, that would be very appropriate. And you know what? I am going to choose to go access that energy. So you are consciously choosing how you're showing up by understanding each level. And the door opens that's exactly what you were manifesting.
2: Mm. It's so empowering to think of it that way too. That we get to choose. We get to choose, and then whatever floor we get off that, or whatever energy we we choose and we radiate, is what we're going to attract more of.
0: Yep, and mm-hmm. and I kind of relate whole, that whole energy level back to the way that I was living in my life. So for a long time, you know, I I think for the 40 years of my life, I chose to live in the space of level one and level two, I was a victim to the to the car accident, I was trapped, I I felt I was trapped inside this mental, mental cage, and I couldn't get out. I kept thinking that this is never going to end life is always going to be a big struggle. Life is always so negative. There's on day and there's off day. And some days it's just like, oh, well, it is what it is. What what more can I do? Right? So I was in that lower energy space for a very long time. Um, but then by having that ability to understand and process what I was going through, it made sense for me at at that point of transformation, going to Machu Picchu, I was ready to go into that forgiveness, going to that space of acceptance, accepting this is me. There's nothing I can change about my physical body, nothing I can do about it. So, But what do I want to do with my mind? Mm-hmm. What do I want to do about how I feel? What can I choose to be better and so once I start tapping into the acceptance about the forgiveness, then I start accessing to the higher level. And so one of the beautiful things about the energy leadership is, I, I truly believe that you know uh, we, we begin to change when we begin to accept. Yeah,
2: we begin to change when we begin to accept. I love that. What does that mean to you? I'm gonna write that down. <laughs> Well,
0: to, to accept, it really is about letting go uh, without, without judgment, without resisting. Um, because part of not being able to accept has a lot to do with I want to control my outcome. I want my, I have that expectation of my life needs to be in certain way. So by accepting, you're kind of shifting yourself away from wanting to control things, wanting to have your outcome turn out to be certain ways. You no longer have that expectation or no longer setting up, like creating these cage for yourself. You're free to choose whatever you want to do. So Mm -hmm. acceptance has to do with letting go and not fighting. When you're not fighting, that's how you win the battle. You don't win the battle by resisting it. You win the battle by acceptance.
1: Mm. Letting
0: go of what you're trying to make it not.
2: Yeah, and focus on what you do want. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so beautiful. Thank you for all of your insight really this has been i've learned so much this has been so good and we get to share it with the world how beautiful how that's such a i guess that's the co-creation energy that like creating something to send out into the world to whoever needs it whoever is going to take whatever nugget of gold from the
0: yeah, and I think that's the beauty about being being vulnerable and being authentic. And, and when you are authentic, you know, you share what is on your mind and without holding it back. I think initially, and I'll be honest, you know, when I, when I first started my business, I was in the space where what, how do I attract a client? How do I get the client to sign up with me? So I was, you know, sharing a little bit. And then at the end, I want people to sign up. So I close it up by saying, well, you need to sign up with me in order to get more information. And then somewhere along the line, it didn't feel right for me. It didn't feel true and authentic on the way that I want to do my business. So I end up, you know what? this is information that people need to hear and I'm going to share it openly. And if those of you who come across in this space who happen to stumble upon this video today, tomorrow, or just watching it live, great, this is the information that they needed to hear. So I'm here to share that information. So I began to see um, all the information I'm sharing as value. What value or what service can I provide so that I can better someone else's life or I can inspire someone else to to make a change. Whatever that change looks like, I want to be that person who can inspire them to do that. And whether they signed up to my program or not, that's irrelevant to me. I serve my intention. I serve my purpose by coming on to here and just openly share my experience. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: And thank you. It's so appreciated to have you share openly. So I'm where, having so much fun. <laughs> me too. Where can people find you online, Michelle?
0: They can find me on my website at elevatelifecoaching.org. Or if they like Instagram, they can find me at Elevate Life Coach. And of course, you can always find me here on Facebook. You cool. Just type in Michelle Quay. I'm there. I'll, I'll pop up.
2: Beautiful. And so if you're listening After the fact, on the podcast, we'll put all of that in the show notes. Um, And of course, if you're listening on podcast, um, these podcast episodes get recorded as video, Facebook Live, live streamed Facebook, so it will live on my Facebook page if you want to come back and tap into our energy on video. You're more than welcome to do that.
0: (laughs) Highly recommend. I've been following uh, Chelsea for the last... um, I think it was the last couple of weeks that we connected, right? So I, every now and then I would go onto her page. I would check out, check her out and she's doing a lot of amazing things on her, on her uh, personal page and also business page. So definitely check her out.
2: Yeah, thank you so much for that little plug. And I do, I am quite active on my personal page on Facebook and I accept friend requests. So if you want to like be Facebook friends, but yeah, my whole thing, I've really stepped into more visibility coaching that's like, that's my jam right now. I still love all the energetic stuff. I still love talking about mindset manifestation. But if you're here with a message for the world, it's like to get that message out. It's about your content. It's about your online presence and giving people a taste of what it is that you're all about and what you're here to share and offer with them. So that's been my passion. And yeah, I think it's exciting to step into that. And as a, a messenger, and entrepreneur, like giving yourself permission, if you're listening to this, to pivot and shift and give yourself that freedom to play around with wherever feels like you're yes. Sometimes that's the leap. It's like shifting gears in business or messaging or whatever it is that you're up to in the world, even if it's not business related. But yeah, follow follow what feels good. Mm-hmm. and just be you I think
0: a lot of that visibility comes from just being you you know what feels right for you just go out and do it
2: yeah and let yourself be seen like go of those stories those fears that you don't need anymore put yourself out there and do it yep oh well, thank you so much
1: thanks so much for listening if you enjoyed this episode please subscribe to the podcast We'll be releasing a new episode each week, so I'll catch you again on the next one.